to Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle. This episode is Lessons from Lionheart Mama, an interview with Courtney Casper. In this fun interview with Amazing Lionheart Mama, we hear about how she decided to homeschool despite having originally planned to just use public school, which had worked well for her. We talked about the benefits of homeschooling, the challenges of homeschooling, and she gives some great tips and advice for anyone else who is considering homeschooling. So take a listen and enjoy. Hi, Courtney. Hi. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm good. Real good. Yeah, the snow keeps melting, so that makes it better. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so tell everybody a little bit about your background and how you decided to homeschool. Sure. Yeah. Um, we didn't set out planning to homeschool at all. I went to public school and did really well there. So we just were, that was going to be our plan. Um, and then (laughs) Alexa's telling me I have to take the garbage out. Not right now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and we didn't set out to to homeschool at all, but our oldest daughter, we were just starting to figure out diagnosis of, um, of sensory processing and ADHD and different things like that. And so by the time we got ready, we were registered to go to public school and I just knew it was not a good fit. And so um, I jumped off of a cliff and said, I guess we're going to homeschool. And kind of took a crash course ever since that. She is now in grade nine. And so we homeschooled for um, about seven of the years there. She has been in high school the last couple. And, um, and then after that, we had another daughter and then adopted two more kids, both who have different special needs. And so there are a lot of acronyms at our house. And we just have slowly figured it out as we went because Things are different with homeschool to start with, but then when you add special needs into it too, then it is complicated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The the and the very like specific of every everyone's own special need. It you know there's not just like oh the special needs do this. It's this yeah. one does this and this one does this. Oh. They're yes. very special. Yeah, that's very much our our plan every year is year by year to look at each kid and see what's going to work best. So we did um, a couple of them did public school for a couple of years and then came back to homeschooling when that wasn't working anymore. And so we really look at it year by year and kid by kid what is going to be specific for them because it's not helpful to try and do the exact same thing with every kid. It doesn't ever work the same twice. So, yeah. Yeah. I love how open-minded you are about that too. Like not, you know, some people kind of vilify the public schools and I definitely feel like public schools are doing an amazing service. They offer so much and they also are limited in what they can offer. So we kind of have to constantly look and evaluate and see what is the best fit for each child in each moment. Mm -hmm. That's so perfect. How did you know when your daughter was about to go into kindergarten, you knew that she had some issues. What about public school did you know was just not going to be a good fit for her? Um, well, we got to go to the class as a walkthrough to meet the teacher. And it wasn't even with other kids. It was just the class. 
and she had a full sensory meltdown. She, I could see her staring at the lights because they were too loud for her or something. And then she was looking at things and she refused to touch anything in the class and the teacher talked to her and she just shrunk. And this is a girl who's very outgoing. She's very, um, she's gregarious. She can be so excited, but all of those things combined to start with really struggled as well as anxiety about, about it. Um, and it wasn't just a typical, like, I'm nervous of going to this new thing. It was beyond that significantly. And then the more that we were realizing how many things we accommodated for her at home, we knew that she couldn't get those things at school. So I had the opportunity to, I work from home so I could be at home with her and make that work. And I'm very thankful that we did. That's so amazing. Yeah, that, um, so it's, it sounds like a lot of it had to do with like the environment of the school room, not even the, the structure of the expectations. It was like just that environment was yep. hard on her. And then yep. that probably, I would assume is kind of that anxiety about like being away from you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we, I just accommodate for the things I need to. I do my best to teach her to self-advocate, to teach her how to you know, because I'm not always going to be able to do those things. So and she's, she's just rocking it in high school right now. She's able to do it. And they have awesome accommodations for her. So she can do like voice to text. And she can have one of my favorites. Tests. She can have class time um, in a separate room that's quiet. So she can focus and pay attention instead of listening to the teen boys behind her that are saying stupid things so um <laughs> but she's doing it and she's able to say look I'm having a sensory overload moment can I go study somewhere else and that makes me super proud because that's really the goal is not to protect her from all senses but to teach her how to deal with it in a way that works yeah and that advocating for herself is so amazing yes yeah that's absolutely. So amazing yes um what have you found to be the benefits of homeschooling your kids? Um, I think it feels like a natural rhythm for us. Uh, we were with the kids in public school for a couple of years. I just felt like our rhythm of life was really thrown off. Um, there wasn't as much peace to our just kind of daily routines. And by peace, I don't mean quiet because that's not happening ever, but just uh, a sense of rest and, and a lot less anxiety of busyness. So, um, but benefit wise, being able to customize things. Um, one of my, my second daughter with special needs, she really struggled in public school because the teacher kept trying to have her do work that was three or four grades ahead of her. And so then she just felt like she failed everything she did. And it was heartbreaking because I was, you know, that's not their model. That's not what they're supposed to do, but it's what the teacher, she was very much an old school, we're doing, grade four and it's grade four for everybody. And it was a really terrible mistake. No kid is only their age and only their age of skills. That's not even really a thing. So um, so being able to customize that um, as well as for challenges. So our oldest is so excited about history that in grade two, we weren't really working on printing because it wasn't working, but she was doing grade 10 history because she wanted to know everything about the French Revolution and things like that. So she was able to challenge herself in places that worked for her and work slower in places that didn't. So that I think is a huge benefit. I think that's such an important point to make about that. Yeah, everyone's not here. And when you think about like 
the bell curve of what's average, there's, you know, about 68% to 70% of the population, depending on who's doing the math, is within average. But yeah. that's still a big variability. But then, yeah, there's all these outliers. And you're going to have people who are who are doing things at a much higher level and a much lower level. And yes, absolutely for every single subject, yeah. if we can go at whatever pace the kid is doing, that's a huge benefit that I think homeschooling is able, able to offer. And the very best public school teachers definitely try to differentiate, yeah. um, but it's still hard to differentiate to that level of 10th grade history yeah. and just giving up on the, the printing right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, it's not something that they're able to do. So I don't fault them for that. Um, that's just not even yeah reasonable, really. Yeah. Yeah. I do really like the ability to teach multiple grades at the same time, specific subjects. So things like science, like this year we did space. So the oldest is building an entire model of the Mars colony and the youngest is coloring in a map of stars or something. And so we're able to really kind of customize their level and yet still teach the same subject. And I think that's really neat because they all get this shared idea. So rather than three kids each doing a three different sciences, there's good conversations about space because they've all studied it even at different levels, so. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. And especially things like that where there are, everybody can enter it at some point. And in fact, we have a one of our baby books, like um, a board book about, what is it? Something, astrophysics for babies. So it's like, even that can be taken down to very yeah. simplified version. Actually, that's one of our favorite of that series was the astrophysics one. Yeah. Um, what have been the difficulties and challenges of homeschooling? Huh. Uh, aside from just parenting and craziness, um, I think some of the challenges are finding ways to accommodate for special needs. It takes a lot of research, which takes a lot of time. Um, it can be exhausting to parent special needs, but then also spend all your time researching for and advocating for um, their specific needs and trying to get help. I live in a really small town. And so the only sort of speech services are more than an hour away. And because of their, I think, catchment thing, we aren't even eligible for them. Um, so we can only do stuff like that online. Uh, I'm a speech and language pathology assistant, so I do have the benefit of that, but that does not always help because, well, my one daughter doesn't particularly want me to teach her, her speech at all. As soon as I say, you know, we're going to make a specific sound, she says the opposite. So <laughs> she just knows that that's what we're doing and not doing it. But yeah, so we have to try and find different ways to do things. Um, even in, in public school, they weren't getting the benefit that same speech um, lady would come from an hour away and then do a group sort of speech session kind of once a week with her and I know for sure that's not that's not helpful really in the long run there there needs to be a lot more to make progress in those areas so yeah mm -hmm. um what general tips or advice do you have for people who are wanting to homeschool their kids, especially those with special needs? Um, to not try and school at home 
and not try and set up school the way that even like for me, the way I remember school wouldn't, wouldn't translate well to this. It's, it's kind of putting on extra pressures that aren't necessary to embrace the rhythm of where they're at. And some days that means that you finish things when they accomplish one thing and other days we push and keep going and keep going until we finish what we need to. So I think embracing kind of the rhythm of, of what works. I think that one of the things I would always say is feel free to try something else. So we've tried every kind of math and then we went with the next kid and tried three different ones before we found one that was okay. And I'm still not even always sure. So it's okay to not finish a curriculum. It's okay to go, this is just not working for us or this is just making them more frustrated than it's worth. And that's okay. It feels sometimes like there's a checklist um, that you have to check off. And even if you made the checklist for yourself, it feels like that, but it's okay to not, especially with special needs, there's gonna be times where where you actually really need to be focused on, on a specific learning skill versus um, a specific curriculum. So maybe you're working on spelling. Um, and so maybe it's time to take a break from some other things so that you can focus on that. Sometimes I think we try and focus on 40 subjects in a day and wonder why we're not retaining things um, when keeping it simple uh, would make just as much sense. Yeah, th that's all really, really good advice. It, it uh, reminded me that with my students in the public school who are struggling, sometimes the reading curriculum doesn't provide them enough passages that are at their level. So they can finish that section, but they're not done with that skill. So, you know, then I'm pulling all this extra stuff and I have to like make sure other people aren't just like moving them along. It's like, <laughs> You're just going to make them frustrated. They're not there yet. They're still here and they need extra practice. And, you know, that curriculum isn't deep enough for where, what they need. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely constantly evaluating for each individual child, I think is, is so important. And I, I loved all of, all of what you were saying. Um, such great advice and tips. Um, how can people find out more about you and all of the goodness that you're bringing to the world. Oh, well, awesome. I, um, I got all excited about special needs and homeschooling. And finally, my hubby said, you just need to start a group and start showing up and serving that community. So I run a group called Lionheart Mamas and it's on Facebook. And it's just a group for special needs homeschooling, but any, any parents really can benefit. We do a, a lot of recommendations for things. We try and be really encouraging. Uh, last week I posted a self-sensory quiz so people could see what things they have that are, are sensory issues, not just their child who has the sensory issues. Um, so we do a lot of different things and try and be really encouraging to each other. It's all about not having mom shame. So if you are feeding your kids organic or not, doesn't really matter. We're happy that you're there. And so often, um, mom groups and homeschool groups can be really negative about one thing or another. They will be really negative if you use workbooks or they'll be really negative if you don't use workbooks or they will, you know, like there'll be different ways that there's just too much mom shame and that's not, that's not necessary and it's not encouraging and it does not help. So that's really the heart of being a Lionheart Mama as we realize we're raising wild cubs, whether they are typically functioning or not. Um, and, and we need to encourage each other. So that's the point. And yeah, it's fun. I love that so much. Um, so yes, definitely check out Lionheart Mamas. Um, 
and I look forward to being in that community. I need to join myself and um, I look forward to hearing more from you, Courtney. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you.